Welcome to Overcoming Outdoors. I'm your host, Brad Halfaker. Today I've got Casey Mullen, wildlife biologist with uh, Region 3 with TWRA. And Casey, the weather's changing. You know, springtime, it's here. I mean, it's pretty much here. Whether we, The groundhog didn't see his shadow, so I mean, it, it means we're, you know, coming up on it. But that means turkey season. I know you all have, over the years, you've been doing a lot with, with the wild turkey population here in the area. Can you just tell us a little bit about the wild turkey program that, that's, that's going on, what TWRA is doing? All right, Brad, thank you. And, uh, yeah, turkey season's right around the corner. Uh, what we've been doing most recently, everybody's pretty much aware that there's, uh, there's been some, some things happening in the turkey population, and, and it's, it's declined in some areas. And up here on the plateau and, and around Region 3, um, it's remained pretty steady. We've got some areas that it's dropped off some. So, so we're really looking at, at these things. And one of the things that we're doing – is uh, it's a gobbler banding study. So this is our fourth year. Um, it's a five-year project, so we'll wrap it up next year. We're doing it in conjunction with Kentucky. Um, and what we do, what that consists of, is we actually go out, and it's on public and private lands that are that are hunted. The population is hunted. And we rocket net these gobblers in the late winter, early spring, and – we just band them. We put bands on their legs, similar to what you would a goose or, or a duck or something, and just re-release them. And what that does is, as a hunter, if a hunter was lucky enough to kill one of those birds, there's there's a number to call, and of course you report it just like you would waterfowl. So it's a similar program as to all the federal duck banding studies and things like that. It gives uh, the biologist and the agencies or the Fish and Wildlife Service or whoever's doing it it gives you a lot of information about that population and you can base hunter harvest. You can, you can also look at how much it moved, obviously with waterfowl that it's pretty neat to look at, you know, where it was banded, where it was killed. Duck hunters love that. Oh, yeah. Um, we do a lot of that too, um, you know, with wood ducks and, and geese also, but these turkeys in particular, obviously they're not moving very far. Um, we will ban some jakes every year, uh, sometimes those are harvested that following hunting season, and sometimes they're they're not harvested for a year or two. And of course, some will, will never be harvested. Um, but it gives us a basically a, a hunter effort. It gives us a lot of different information that we can plug into our our season se- season setting strategy and our hunting regulations. You know, the more we know about the population and what shape it's in, the better we can manage that population with the use of of hunters yep um you know i hear from hunters and stuff you know the coyotes are, are getting getting the turkey and or just different you know uh, raccoons and possums you know some things like that so does that does this predation is that i mean how much does that actually take in effect to the the population or is it more or less habitat loss or what that you guys think contribute to that there's uh we've got another study that we've uh, been doing, and this is the – it's been going now for seven or eight years, and it's wrapping up, and they just keep extending it because we keep learning more. Um, it's in conjunction with UT out of Knoxville. It looked a lot more of that. It looked at more of the nest success, um, predation, uh, hen survival. It was the turkey population as a whole, but it was only in a couple counties in southern middle Tennessee that first really started experiencing that decline. Um, so that was focused primarily there, and it looked at everything, um, diseases, just all the things that you hear hunters and, and people talking about that, that affects turkeys, and there's so many, and it's all true. 
everything affects turkeys. There, uh, you know, it can be weather. It can be obviously habitat. Predation is a big, big factor, and it's not just predation on an adult turkey. Obviously, they're ground nesting birds, so when their eggs are laying on the ground incubating for a month, they're very susceptible to anything. Whether that be snakes, whether you know it could be raccoons, possums. Now we got armadillos here on the plateau. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Right. So anything that busts up that nest, which you know turkeys are survivors, and they will re-nest, they will try again, and it only takes about two point five to two point seven poults per hen across the landscape to maintain a stable population. Well, they're laying you know, between 10 and 14 eggs per nest. And they can do that a couple times each spring if needed. That's built into nature that we know there's not going to be a lot of them survive on through until late summer going into the fall. We we do have to monitor that and, and learn it. Now, this gobbler study, um, it's looking more toward the, the hunting regulations rather than just the population dynamics um, and how – you know, our our turkey season has changed a little bit over the last couple of years. We, we've pushed it back a little bit later in the year. We, of course, obviously, we've reduced the, the bag limits over the last couple of years. We, we've played around with that a little bit. The commission made some pretty big changes last year. And the biggest thing about hunting regulations and any population thing in nature is you got to give that time. you got to give it a couple of years and, and see what effect that had where you're not just looking at one year because you always have that one-off. You know, we had the COVID year where everything was just an explosion. And we, we still, actually, when we look at trends for like five-year harvest trends, we still throw that COVID year out because it throws everything off because so many people were out there enjoying the outdoors, and it was great. They were buying licenses. It was the only thing that wasn't great about it was, you know, we, we ran into crowding issues out in the outdoors. And, you know, the – Lifetime sportsmen's guys, you know, they, they weren't used to that. It, we see that in all of our harvest across the board. Fish, big game, small game, everything. Get those trends back to normal. This banding project, it, we've already, we've been doing it for a couple years now and, and uh, already started seeing a lot of positive returns where, you know, hunters are killing the birds. We've got some that don't. That's a whole lot of information that we can plug into our formula for later on down the road. All that's great information. Stay tuned for more with Casey Mullen. Welcome back to Upper Cumberland Outdoors. Today I've got Casey Mullen with TWRA. Casey, we're talking turkey. So, you know, when I was a kid, you know, and back in the 80s, uh, didn't have a lot of turkey population around in the area. Uh, what do you think would be the, the right about the time that the effort started to, to get them back in the, the populations back up? Well, it would have been uh... – probably in the 90s, was was the real hard pushes for um, what was called Target 2000. And we partnered with NWTF, the National Wild Turkey Federation, and we we trapped and relocated lots of turkeys throughout the state. There were several other states across the southeast and, and across the U.S., actually, that were doing this, trying to, trying to get turkey populations reestablished into areas that they had historically been and they weren't anymore. That kind of wrapped up in the early two thousands. It it wrapped up. We had we had populations, huntable populations, all across the state, in every county. Um, we monitored that, and they did, they were they are definitely a success story for the wildlife management in recent history. They responded excellent. 
they do well in a lot of different habitats. We learned um, that they're, they're not as specific as we once thought, so they spread very, very well. You know, we talked earlier about they are very, very good survivors, but they take a beating. We talked earlier, you know, uh, every year the hay field, they, of course they like to go to those hay fields, and, and that's where they establish their nest. And we have that issue Every year, landowners, farmers, uh, you know, they call, and and it's it's great if they actually get to see that that hen fly off, or they spot that nest, or something, and they're willing to go around it and and leave it alone. You know, it's only going to be there for about a month, and once they hatch off, they can go on in there and get that other little patch of hay. But you know, it's it's not just farmers, and we lose a lot of them, and that's just it happens. It's just nature. It's that's exactly right. It's nature. Predators are very, very rough on turkeys. Um, trapping, you know, back up until about when you were talking about, you know, back in the 80s, you know, trapping was a really big thing. It was uh, a sustenance even for some families. Um, you know, raccoon hunting was still very, very popular. That's a huge nest predator on turkeys. Um, those things are, are – they're not gone. They're still there, but they're greatly reduced from what they were. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of raccoon hunters. We have a lot of sport. You know, they're still out. Those coon hunters are still out there, but they're in competition. It's it's all about the dogs for them. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not about going to get something for the table anymore. And then there's still trappers out there. And, you know, we got a first sale actually in Crossville here March the 2nd. Uh, so there's still trappers out there. And they're just not as many as there used to be. Fur markets are just next to nothing. Um, it's not a sustenance thing. It's more of a tradition thing for, for those people now. Um, and, and that really is reflected on the, the predator populations out on the landscape are, have exploded. Um, and as we, you know, we spread out as a society and we, we're building houses and subdivisions and stuff and interacting with wildlife a lot more than, than what we used to. Used to, you had to go to the woods to find something. Now it, we've built houses all over the woods. So now we got wildlife interacting with people and, uh, you know, it's it's good in my mind, but uh, it does have its issues. Well, I had a guest a few uh, a few weeks ago on the show, and she was bringing up she's an avid outdoorsman, but she was mentioning that very fact that if you're a turkey hunter, you also need to take up trapping, and that's something and she does. She that's something she she's passionate about and 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 learning about as she goes on. But she was like, if you're a, a turkey hunter, you need to take up trapping because you know everything you could trap could be eaten. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I've always been an, a firm supporter of you know trapping. I, I'm a trapper myself. I've taught both my boys how to trap. Um, I'll be at the first sale up there. We didn't. We, they're getting older, and, and uh, I've gotten sidetracked with this gobbler banding project. So I'm still trapping, but it's turkeys now, and I'm just releasing them instead of catching raccoons and stuff. But yes, that's something that if anybody wants to to learn more about what what they can do to help the turkeys on their farm or just on their lease or just out on the landscape, trapping is by far one of the best things that they can do. Obviously, right right along with that would be habitat. Um, and there's many different things you can do, habitat manipulation if you own your own land. But you know the, even those places where you don't have that that option to to go in and manipulate habitat, the predator control and the trapping, like you said, everything goes after a turkey, either the turkey or the nest. Mm. So everything you're going to trap is going to help that turkey. Yeah, I like eggs, you know, for breakfast. You know, I, I, mean, absolutely. I was a raccoon. I believe an egg, turkey egg, probably pretty good. I, a little bit bigger than a chicken egg, too. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it'll, it'll go a little farther. That's right. 
Well, stay tuned for more with Casey Mullen. Welcome back to Upper Cumberland Outdoors. Today I've got Casey Mullen, wildlife biologist with TWRA. Now, Casey, we've we've dabbled a little bit in talking turkey here of the history behind kind of what what's what's been taking place to getting the the population back up to great hunting numbers, and then you kind of talked a little bit about the banded project. You got some numbers for me, I think you, you mentioned a minute ago. Uh, kind of tell us a little bit about what we've what you've been trapping and and uh, and, and how that's going. Yeah, Brad, uh, the way that this whole project was laid out, we, our target for the state was 300 gobblers across the state. Of course, we got four regions in the state, so that breaks out to about 75 per region. Um, and so that's our target each year is between the end of deer season, you know, early January, and the beginning of turkey season. So we got, you know, mid, mid-March mid or so because we have to stop, stop a little bit earlier than turkey season, obviously, because we are throwing bait on the ground. But the, within that time frame, we try to catch 75 gobblers, whether it be, you know, jakes or adult gobblers. We get pretty close to that. We haven't hit the 300 statewide, but we get pretty close. Uh, turkey trapping's a lot harder than <laughs> – then a lot of people may may think weather plays a huge role in it, um, you know, snow, rain, just different things. And then the turkey behavior themselves, you know, as it warms up this year, it's like we talked about earlier, spring is almost here. And, you know, I get out there and interact with these turkeys pretty much three or four mornings every week, and they're ready. I mean, they, and once they get ready – they they don't tolerate their each other's company too well, so they're not going to get tight in a group like I need them under that net. So they're going to be pushing and a shoving and chasing, and so that does make it hard. But uh, so far this year, um, just for Region Three, we've caught thirty six banded and released. That's scattered over about twelve counties and two different wildlife management areas. And we won't get specific on to where these areas are because that would change the study. Um, just know that there's banded birds out there, and if you get one, please let us know, report it. As far as hunting season this year, um, we're, we're right now in the middle of the, the season-setting stage for our agency, and that's a very long, drawn-out process. It, recommendations come in from the public. And then they go through the agency and on through the directors and ultimately to the commission, which they'll vote and they'll pass everything in May. Turkey season, of course, because that season setting process runs through turkey season, turkey season this year was already set. It was set last year. Um, But on going on into the future and this fall when it comes deer season, there's probably going to be some changes. The, The agency is taking on um, a new management strategy, it's called adaptive harvest management, um, where a lot of these things like this gobbler banding project, a lot of different things and new technology and new science has come in to where we can plug a lot more of these things into our management strategies and try to do a little bit better job of managing on not a statewide basis, but more of a zone type basis. Um, geographic zone so like the plateau or river bottom type counties so you know we've done a lot of management based on county harvest and and we're trying to expand that to try to get a little bit bigger and so you, you know in the future you may see turkey hunting zones more similar to what you have for deer hunting units and of course the deer hunting units will be there but they're they're getting tweaked a little bit so stay tuned when the hunting guides come out this later this summer, uh, late this summer, remember that'll be about <laughs> about August. 
then be sure and go through there and pay attention. Um, no great changes for across the board, but there will be changes. So, you know, look into it. And if there's any questions, you know, we're always happy to talk to people about these things and, and answer questions best we can. And now you also have the TWR app that Absolutely. you can download for free, correct? Yes. And then the hunting guide is – they can download the hunting guide from the app, correct? Absolutely, yeah. The hunting – all this stuff, you know, with technology being out there, I mean, it's all just right there in your pocket. And another change this year I'll just throw out there is a lot of people have already started asking, you know, it, it's fishing time in Tennessee too. And generally there's fishing guides that are starting to hit the stores and our offices, license agents, things like that. And that hasn't happened yet this year. And the reason that is is just to cut cost and the fact that so many people go online to look at things nowadays. We've combined our hunting and fishing guides starting this year. So there won't be a printed version of the fishing guide this spring. Now, it is available online. It's available through the app. It's available. And there were a few few little changes to the fishing regulations beginning in March this year. So, you know, if you're an avid fisherman, might want to check that and see if your fishing hole got changed in any way. Not likely, but just, you know, make sure. Well, that's what I tell everybody. You know, even when they call, like they might call me at the park and ask questions. I say, hey, always refer to that guide. You, you got it at your fingertips. You know, you can even buy a license from your from your phone. Absolutely. You know, right there. So if you show up to the lake and you're fishing – you know, don't wait till you see the game warden come up there. You know, go ahead and get out and, and buy that license right then. But always refer to your hunting guide because things do change. Well, Casey, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking turkey with us. Love having you on. Thank you, Brad. I appreciate it. It's been another good episode of Upper Cumberland Outdoors. Let's get outdoors.